Welcome to a special edition of the Trek Convention Podcast. And in this second special on-location episode of the Trek Convention Podcast, while the last day is still fresh in my mind, I'll have some thoughts on the Las Vegas 57-year mission convention, including what does a SAG After Strike compliant fan event look like, and ending on a high note with the Rat Pack. All this and more in this episode of the Trek Convention Podcast. Hey, it's Bill. Two on-location podcast episodes in a row. Uh, We are going to talk about the 57-year mission convention in more detail, probably more than you want to know, in later episodes. But I thought I'd share a bit more about the con in general in the last uh, day in particular. Uh, It is this Sunday, just as the convention finished up. Um, The elephant in the room I'll talk about. and, um, And, well, let's just get to it. Well, I mentioned at the top of the show that there was a few elephants in the room this year. One of the the most public um, elephants was the SAG-AFTRA strike. Anybody who's been paying attention now, they're they're like with any strike that's a, it's a negotiation on pricing and payment and and equity and and residuals and and a, and a number of things like that. Uh, all of which were uh, brought up a number of times over the course of the, the convention. But one of the things that I had, uh, when I first heard about the strike, I thought, great, that is pretty much the death knell for the uh, the convention because it's it's actors sitting in a room talking about what they do for a living and why why they're there is uh, they're there because they were on a Star Trek series. Or even there was a, there was a, a panel with uh, a number of actors from the Orville. Again, a lot of lot of like media to talk about, a lot of content to re- to uh, to dive into, and when I heard about the the strike, I thought, well, that's that's the end of that. Can't have a bunch of actors sitting on stage talking about what they do for a living and have that not be a violation of the of the uh, SAG after rules regarding strikes. But very few people canceled, and I get the impression the folks that did cancel had more to do with their conflicting schedules than anything else. Yeah, so they, they did get around it. There was a lot of uh, conversation ahead of, ahead of each of the panels, usually by the moderator saying, look, you know, you can ask questions to them. Can't talk about their character. Don't ask about a, a story arc. Don't ask about a character arc. Don't ca- talk about, like, developing the character or this or that or refer to any of the TV shows they've been in. But if you have personal questions about their acting and about their style and about their process, you know, there's actually many, many things to talk about that aren't, you know, what episode of Star Trek did you find yourself in where you weren't sure what to do kind of questions. And the uh, the audience um, seemed to step up as far as their questions. They had questions that weren't specific to an episode or specific even to a series, but had uh, more to do with, like, what inspired you to be an actor and where did you get this from and where did you get that from? So one of the, the common comments coming from the panels, from the, the, the actors, was that the uh, the questions were new. Uh, they were uh, more engaging in a way because they weren't, you know, a lot of the, having gone to as many conventions as, as I've gone and I'm sure many, many, many other people have heard some of the same questions or th- similar themes in uh, in the questions that come from fans because they, they're fans. They want to know what this episode meant to them and what, what that series was like. Uh, and these questions didn't exactly reflect that. They had more to do with the actor and their craft or the individual, and uh, and less to do with, you know, the the vehicle that that got them there. So um, 
I expected calamity, and it actually worked out quite well. I mean, there were some awkward moments. You can't talk about that, or you know, please don't ask that question. There were some admonishments to the audience members asking questions, as well as some of the some of the folks on on the stage. Just as a, like a little reminder, oh, remember can't answer that question. It's like, oh, I can't answer that question. I think uh, it was re- at one point it was referred to as the franchise that shall not be named. When I was in this franchise that shall not be named, I used to do this. Uh, so they, did, they didn't refer to any of the, uh, the series. And, uh, and it was really no, no lesser a convention for it. It wasn't like uh, I think I've referred to another podcast, the, the, the COVID era convention where there was a, a the photo ops had to be outside and there was plexiglass between them and it's like ah that was a, a radical change than from what a, a photo op would be so that that particular convention has that like oh remember when we did that uh this one doesn't have nearly the stigma as far as like the oh remember that we had this act, uh, after a strike and how disruptive it was it, it wasn't that disruptive um and again some of like the animation series they're under a different contract uh you know some of the directors would bring things up but they're they're not sag after members because they're directors and the documentary folks they're in a different group so it doesn't affect absolutely everything when it comes to the uh to the attend the the participants the on-stage talent so there was still quite a lot to talk about and uh and it was it was it was actually uh it made it more challenging from a question standpoint, but like I say, it, it sort of made you think more about the questions and how to pose them and what you really wanted to know and not just kind of fall back on story points and, and series information. But uh, that elephant in the room, not as big as elephant as we thought. What's next? Now, I'm sure I've rambled on about the Rat Pack in previous episodes, and heads up, I'm going to do it again. Uh, They are the last event of the convention. If you haven't seen them or know what they're about, they're sort of an homage to the old Las Vegas Sinatra pack. A few good friends, a few good songs, and more than a few good drinks. Um, And they perform music. Uh, They typically uh, have quite a few people. This year it seemed to be a little more of the core team. It's uh, Casey Biggs, Max Gronacek, Von Armstrong and Jeffrey Combs. Uh, in previous iterations, other, other, i.e., other years, I've seen Armin Shimmerman involved, Not a Visitor, Ethan Phillips, but this year it was just the core five uh, players. And uh, they do have a, a pianist, and they do have uh, occasionally other folks come in and out. Uh, but that's sort of the the core of their group, and they they do sing the same songs every year. And I don't know why I look forward to it so much. It's not like it's going to be new, except this year it was new, because again, like I said in the last ep- last uh, segment, the strike means they can't use anything owned by Paramount or the studios. So a lot of their music is parody. So you know variations on classic lounge songs with, you know, new words that refer to, you know, Mr. Sulu or DS9 or et cetera, et cetera, which, of course, now they can't really do because of the situation. So a lot of it was rewritten kind of at the last minute. Mostly good. Uh, I mean, for the most part, it was excellent job making uh, making new songs out of old songs with different words. But uh, But you could tell, you know, some of them had changed. 
They did mention that uh, they're recording another album. I think they've got two CDs out already, or a couple of them. I, I don't know where to find them. I'm sure if you went to their site, they do go by Star Trek Rat Pack. Now they don't use the word Star Trek, so I don't I don't know if they, they're going to change that or not, but that's where I found them. But they will be producing another another CD. I guess they're going to the studio like next week or something. But yeah, they're just a great way. They are literally the last thing of the show. They're after all the, the main panels are over. They're after... Uh, the upgrades, you know, if you want to buy next year's ticket now and possibly get a better seat or move up from copper to captain, captain to gold, whatever it is you wanted to do, all of that is done. The minimum bid auction, it's they're taking down posters. It's it's literally the very end. So it's a little bit more, it's a lot more relaxed because it's uh, the convention is over. So there's there's nothing to rush to or get to. So it's a it's a and you get if you're in any of the assigned seats, you get to keep your seat, so you're not rushing to get to uh, to a, a particular location. And they're funny and they're good. Uh, this year, uh, even though e- Ethan Phillips wasn't physically there, he uh, I think a couple of years ago he uh, sent in a, a video telling some off-colored, old corny jokes, but they're very funny. Again, the context of the of the event is very much that. Uh, so, like I say, concert just ended. Well worth uh, staying through the end for. I mean, the end of the convention. Um, I think my first convention out here, I you know figured oh the last day Sunday I'll leave at like four or something. It's not over at four, and as it was, I missed out on some of the celebrities that were here. So if you have the time and you can you can stay later and take a later flight or leave the next day, well worth staying for the for the for the Rat Pack. So uh, do just do. And if you know anything about their CDs, shoot me a note, because I wouldn't mind uh, listening to this stuff during the course of the year. Uh, although it is nice to, s- to have it be sort of a tradition to have it at the, at the convention as the, the last thing before you go out uh, and on a, on a humorous high note. So that's that. So what's next? Well, that's all I have for this second, two in a row, second uh, special on-location uh, Trek Convention podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope if you were at the show, you uh, you enjoyed it as well. If you uh, have stuff to, that you'd like to share, uh, go to the trekconvention.com site and under podcast, there's a place to uh, say, I want to be on the podcast and talk about what I did at the convention. So uh, fill that out. Let us know. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Trek Convention Podcast. I'm Blink Dashing. From all of us at the Trek Convention Podcast, thanks for listening. The Trek Convention Podcast is brought to you in part by .comsagogo. .comsagogo is your one-stop shop for domains, domain hosting, branded email, and more. No matter where you are in the galaxy, make sure everyone can find you with your own unique domain. .com's a go-go. Connecting you to the universe and helping you. Go boldly. Go to trekconvention.com sponsor for rates and deals.